Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor and today our guest is Patrick Spradlin. Patrick is the director of Brainerd Community Theater and producer of the cultural art series all at Central Lakes College. Patrick, welcome back to Community Focus. Or afternoon or whenever this is going on the air. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. It's the magic of time and space. Um, Patrick, uh, let's start with the current production that is going on right now. It opened last night yes. to uh, to a large and appreciative audience, one that was uh, given a, a bit of a jolt. It's called Wait Until Dark. You might know it from the 1967 film version of the play, which had Audrey Hepburn and an incredible performance by Alan Arkin, Yes, who plays a character in that movie unlike anything he's played since, because we think of him as a comedic actor now, yes. kind of a nebbish sort of character, but yeah. in that film, <laughs> yeah. You should see that film if you have a chance. Actually, what you should really see is yeah. the, play the play here right. first, then go see the film. So I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so tell us about the cast and uh, performance dates because this is the opening weekend, but there's another weekend to come. Right. right. Uh, it'll play again tonight and tomorrow night at 7 p.m. in the Chalberg Theater. And then next Thursday, Friday, Saturday, the 23rd through the 30th also in the Chalberg Theater. Great local cast of, of actors, some of whom your audience probably already knows. Marin Martin plays the, uh, the lead role of uh, Susie, Susie Hendricks, who happens to be a blind woman and um, hasn't, has been recently blinded, and so she's still getting her, her uh, sea legs, so to speak, and how to, to deal with that. Yeah. And then uh, falls victim to some pretty uh, um, nefarious characters, headed up by Kevin Yeager, a uh, local actor with uh, a lot of renown. Um, mm -hmm. uh, Dave Endicott plays uh, another one of those henchmen. Yeah. And then a, a cast of uh, Nick Corey, who plays a friend who drops in. Uh, uh, Sam is played by uh, Brian Rett. And then 11-year-old Lily Cameron from Little Falls plays the role of Gloria, the little girl from upstairs. Oh, man. And does a tremendous job. The little what yeah. from where? Uh, little girl <laughs> little from Gloria. upstairs. Little okay. Gloria. Lives upstairs, comes down and helps out every once in a okay. while. Um, this is her stage debut. and Cool. As a bit of trivia, when I directed this play last 16 years ago. Really? My daughter was 11 at the time, and she played the role of oh, uh, Gloria. So interesting kind of Now we know how old your daughter is. Now we know. <laughs> Sorry, Elena. <laughs> didn't mean math. to spill the yeah. beans there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. And as always, we can get tickets at uh, clcperformingarts.com. Right. Get, do it online. Um, we ask that you do the print at home option, if possible. Sure. Um, but uh, we also have the box office window open an hour before performance. And how much are tickets? Uh, you have really stumped me there. I'm sorry. $15 for adults, 12 for seniors. And if you're under 18 or a CLC student, we only sting you for 10 bucks. Okay. Nice. Okay. What's after that then? Oh, well, uh, coming up on November 12th is a, a dance company out of the Minneapolis area called Arena dances. They're a contemporary dance company and mm -hmm. they do uh, they do a program that um, is dance that's aimed at with a kind of a social consciousness to it. Um, mm -hmm. it it's difficult to explain. Well, you can go on our website and then there's a link to their website which will show you the kind of work that they do. But they're going to be here for an entire week doing residency in schools and other area, uh, uh, institutions in the area and then the performance on Friday the 12th. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
a little bit different. I've had ballet companies and yes. tap companies and other kinds of dance companies. This is a contemporary dance. Yeah, modern Neat. dance. Modern, very modern. Yeah. Yeah, very expressive. So we're going to work with local actors on movement for the actors, uh, you know, instead of dance. But, you know, dancers coming with that kind of sensibility to it to help local actors learn how to use their bodies more expressively. Where oh. is that performance? That's also at the Chalberg. Okay. Then in November, on the 19th, we bring back a uh, uh, Christmas favorite, Tonic Solfa, doing oh, their yes. a cappella show. And that will be at the Geechee ZB Center, uh, attached to Brainerd High School. Okay. We, um, we kicked off our season on the 24th of September with the Armadillos over there. So this will yeah. be a return to that space, which is a beautiful auditorium. Isn't it? Um, yeah, just a gorgeous space to, to have performances in. So we're looking forward to that. And Tonic Soulfly are just tremendous. Hello. Grammy yeah. Award winners. Amazing. Do a yeah. terrific show. Just Boy, a terrific show. Yeah. Yes. They'll blow <laughs> you away if That's you have That's how they got the Grammy, mm-hmm. by singing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they do it well. Mm-hmm. Then our, our uh, next community theater production is going to be Elf, the musical. Oh, my gosh. That opens on December 9th and runs through the 16th. Again, with a local cast of actors, including cool. some kids and be a fun show. Directed by Travis Chapu, who many people have seen on stage uh, in several productions in this area. But yeah. Now, is that something that auditions are done and they've already got the cast or auditions yep. coming? Okay, so. We did company auditions back in August and cast oh, okay. all four of our community theater plays oh, at wow. one swell foop. Okay. Now, that doesn't mean that there aren't uh, some vacancies because after a period of time, some people's schedules change, life circumstances change. So I always invite people to give us a call and see if there's any opportunities that have opened since then. Mm-hmm, if they want to get involved. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, Patrick, I know a lot of people are familiar, familiar with Elf because of the movie. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember a lot of singing in that. But uh, this play actually is a musical. It's that was musical perform- adaptation of the film. Yeah. Yes, yeah. indeed. That uh, sounds fun. That'll be, inter- oh, that'll be. be entertaining, I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> it's a holiday uh, piece and it's also you know great fun with just being a musical so mm-hmm. and I would imagine this is really family friendly so absolutely so we even yeah. have a family package deal that goes with the ticketing for that performance so cool. uh, and where will that be performed also in the Chalberg Theater okay yeah for yeah. six nights oh that is fun now that we're talking Christmas I sense a little rock and roll mm-hmm. Christmas coming maybe yeah. yeah I mean I cannot not present these guys rock and roll Christmas coming back live I mean last season of course it was streamed yeah uh, a, a performance that they uh, shot and edited and then we streamed it out but uh, they're back and they're live <laughs> and they're all live it's alive if you didn't bring them back you'd probably be shoved out of town uh, yeah I would have to I'd be ridden out of town on a <laughs> On a rail candy, of holly. Yes. So. Candy cane. <laughs> but right. what a, candy a cane, show. Yes. And the thing is, they're different every year. Every year. Yeah. they are old standards they leave in there. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, so there's that, that spine, if you will, of, yeah. the produ- of the performance. But then they, they do some new terrific stuff. improvisational new things. And it's just God, comedy it's so and fun and really great music. It's so and, entertaining. And a great cast of musicians and uh, yeah. funny, funny people. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. It's a hard show to describe because most people think it's – uh, you know, jingle bells and other sh- other songs. Christmas time, just sung with rock and roll. It's uh, no, no, not quite, not <laughs> no. quite. It is hard to describe. I'm laughing just thinking about it because hard just to describe. Makes you smile. Really tough to forget. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's very a, fun. Yeah. 
And that's Very on December fun. 17th. Okay. Friday, December 17th, also in the Geechee ZB Center. And these are all the tickets for all these are already available. All available now. Okay. Uh, we're just now putting the second half of our season up online for sale. Uh, we did it one half, uh, mostly because of COVID protocol things, right. to see where things were going. So we advertised the entire season in a mailer that went out back in August. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we've um, put online for sale the first half of the season. Now the second half is coming soon. We kicked that off in January with the V Boys coming and doing their Neil Diamond show. Ooh, I have heard so many good things you about that, see that performance. Matt V. Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't impersonate Neil Diamond, but uh, they just do his music real justice. Wow. <laughs> so it's really fun to, to listen to. Yeah. And what a great performer. What a catalog Neil Diamond has. So Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got a few options <laughs> they, there. <laughs> they, had to, they had to whittle it down yeah, just to sure. squeeze mm-hmm. it into a Whatever. Really, they do. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. But that's, all the favorites that you know and love are in there. So that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So that's our half of the season. Yeah, and um, we could tease a little bit, uh, but we got to have you back to talk more. <laughs> well, yeah, I can tease a couple of things. Um, our our two other community theater productions in the spring in February, we're doing the play Amadeus by oh Peter my. Schaefer, really? which is a, a, a drama based loosely on history <laughs> of uh, Antonio Salieri, court composer to the emperor of, of Austria, and his exceeding jealousy of Wolfgang Amadeus, Amadeus Mozart, Mozart and his efforts to undermine and eventually destroy him. Made into a great film, uh, right. won the Academy Award as Best Picture, Best Actor for F. Murray Abraham. I mean, terrific, terrific film. Tom started, Hulse should have uh, got one. He should have. <laughs> he should have. Um, started as a play, and that's the play we're doing. So cool. that'll that'll be uh, uh, an interesting piece. Our second wow. community theater production of the spring is The Diary of Anne Frank. Oh, oh my, my gosh. Goodness. So, um, again, wow, a, a story that is timeless yeah, and absolutely. pretty relevant right now when you consider how mm. things are going in this world. So, uh, I mean, I, I don't want to be alarmist, but, uh, you know, with um, um, what's happening with genocide across the country or across the world, world pardon me, yeah. across the world, um, and uh, the marginalization of people of, of minority viewpoints, it's, it's a timeless piece. Yeah. So that's yeah. an interesting piece that we'll be doing in April of this year. Okay. And I'll tell you a couple things else that we're doing in the spring, (laughs) just of interest, right? I'm bringing in Todd Oliver. Maybe you heard of him. He was a semifinalist on America's Got Talent. He's a ventriloquist. Yes. He has a talking Boston Terrier. (laughs) Do you remember this now? (laughs) Oh, my. He's fun. Uh, He's coming in for a week of residency. He's going to do school performances in, in the local area. Uh, he does a, a, a short school program, and so he's taking that out to the schools and then do a performance on in the Chalberg on the March 25 date. Uh, and then on April 1st, and how appropriate is this, I'm bringing in Bill Blagg. He's a magician illusionist. He does large-scale illusions. On April Fool's on Day. On April Fool's Day. <laughs> oh, my And that'll goodness. be in the Geechee Zibby Center. Um, I, I, I wanted it. I wanted to present him for a couple, three years now, but I had no facility for him because mm-hmm. you need a really good stage with – the ability to pull off some of these illusions. And now we have that with uh, the space there at the high school. Isn't that something? That'll be It's fun. opened up a lot to have yeah. that. <laughs> and these are different things than I've ever brought in before. Mm-hmm. You know, I typically do dance and music and theater. and um, I mean, these are solid entertainment pieces, but Absolutely. a little bit off the, the path that I've typically trod in the years. Mix past. it up a little, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Although Keep the it var- interesting. variety is wonderful. So. That's, mm-hmm. that's, been, that's been my goal. So Excellent. Yeah. 
All right. I know there's more, but... Uh, <laughs> there's more, but I'll come back another time. How's that? Or do you want me to keep going? Well, just give us a little tease because, like <laughs> you said... He just wants to know so he can get his tickets. <laughs> no. Well, the, these tickets are all on sale now? Uh, these will be yeah. very shortly, okay? okay? But you can go on our website and read about them now. Uh, or uh, call up the box office and ask uh, about them or look at our, our mailer that we sent out or any number of other ways. Okay. So uh, Monroe Crossing, I'll just run it down. We've got Monroe Crossing coming back, great bluegrass group. Chris Coza. Award-winning bluegrass Award-winning bluegrass group. Award bluegrass group. Yeah. Chris Coza, who's a, a, a wonderful Twin Cities musician. He's been here before. Uh, Ring of Kerry. The day after St. Patrick's Day, we're doing. A, they're a, a, an Irish music group that bring really? Irish dancers with oh, them. Fun. So it'll be cool. Irish Celtic music plus some dance going on. Um, the new standards are coming back with uh, their their show Score, which is music from the movies. Movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we're presenting the film Neither Wolf Nor Dog once again as an encore presentation. Jeremy Messersmith, who's a, a renowned musician, plays ukulele. Uh, yes. Out of the Twin Cities, maybe you've heard of him. He uh, <laughs> he'll be here in in early May, and we finish our season with Zeppo, which is a group that does the music of Led, Led Zeppelin. Zeppelin. <laughs> oh my goodness, what that a was a lot, line. and I raced through it. But yeah, it's, that's so that's why we have you back, so you well, can yeah. delve yeah. into a little bit more. We'll talk more yeah. about it. Okay, clcperformingarts.com. Find out information and get your tickets. So many great shows. Or give the box office a call eight five five eight one nine nine. You might get a recording and a call back, but um, there just you call. go. Okay, just yeah. call. Give them a call. If you Give them a call. All mm-hmm. right. Terrific. Wait Until Dark is yes. being performed tonight and tomorrow night, and then next uh, week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, 28th, 29th, and 30th. All 7 p.m. shows. 7 p.m. Chalberg Theater. thank you so much for thank being here. Thank you. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Patrick. Patrick Spradlin is the director of the Brainerd Community Theater and producer of the Cultural Arts Series at Central Lakes College. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor. That is today's edition of Community Focus. Don't forget our Community Focus programs are available to listen to anytime on our website at 1067wjjy.com. And you can also pick them up through our free downloadable app powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center. Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor. And today we're going to visit with our friends from Wild and Free. And we have a couple of volunteers with us in the studio. That would be Jim Lease and Becky Miller. Folks, welcome back to Community Focus. Thank you so much for having us. It's always nice to come and visit with you guys. Yeah, so... uh, uh, maybe, Becky, you want to do this? Uh, remind our listeners what Wild and Free is all about. Okay. First of all, I want to give a big shout-out to Penny Kaler, who covered this for us for many, many years. And Penny is uh, stepping down, has other commitments. But she always did a great job of letting us know that Wild and Free is an animal rehab organization based out of Garrison, Minnesota. And what we want to do is to rehabilitate um, animals that have been injured or um, run into issues in one way or another and get them back into the wild. Mm-hmm. And on that particular note, I will say that at this time, Wild and Free has taken in over 980 critters this year. My, wow. and the year's yes. not even over yet. Right. It's oh. simply amazing. I'm sure that some of it has been that there's been so many people um, working from home, doing outside of activities this last year, that they maybe have run across more issues with animals than they might have had in the past. And so um, there's all sorts of places that people can uh, get involved with Wild and Free and um, things from helping with uh, volunteering in different ways. And I'll let uh, 
Jim, go ahead and tell you a little bit about what some of the critters are that we have in store right now. We like the critter update. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm the critter guy. Yeah. <laughs> Who's in the critter hotel yeah. today? Before, before I do that, I want to mention uh, Wild and Free would be nothing without our two veterinarians, yeah. Dr. Yeah. Debbie Escadal and Dr. Katie Barato, who donate their time to take care of all the critters that come in injured and orphaned and stuff like wow. that. So I want to make sure that they, they get a little credit. Uh, right now, we've got uh, seven black bears that we're taking care of. Whoa. Wow. Um, like full-size cubs? What cubs. Are cubs. Yeah, and so eventually you, they'll go to sleep. And yeah, I was going to say, you'll get to take care of them over the winter, won't yeah, you? but they, they hibernate, so yeah. that's not a big deal about that. But then in the spring when they wake up, we have to get rid of them. Yeah. And the DNR always sends a truck with uh, some cages, cages in it, and they yeah. pick them up and take them up north and release them someplace. So yeah. Far, 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 far away. Far, far away, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we always say far, yes. far, 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 far. Yes. We also have three bald eagles. Wow. And... Bald eagles are my favorite. I don't know about anybody else, but they are just such a magnificent bird. Yeah. Uh, a broad-winged hawk, which also is very cool. A cooper's hawk, one snapping turtle, two red hawks, a northern flicker, and a trumpeter swan. Oh, wow. So all of these critters have been injured, orphaned. In, in most cases, they are injured. Injured. And you know, Dr. Debbie and Dr. Katie do a magnificent job of taking care of them and getting them back ready to go again. Mm-hmm. And it's always always amazing when we get to release one of those. Yeah, yeah I'll bet. And people do ask, too, that what happens if they aren't able to go back to the wild? What happens to them then? Sometimes, uh, let Becky take that one. Okay. Well, I was lucky enough to have um, neighbors adopt for me a fox one year, and the fox was not going to be able to be um, released back into the wild, and so that has gone to the I'm not going to say this right, mm-hmm. Hemlicker Zoo, okay. which is okay. out by like Freeport. Okay. And so it's going to be a permanent member there. And then there have been several times that otters, which are really, really difficult to um, rehab, they yeah. imprint with humans way too quickly. So if you're going to care for them, it's hard for them to be able to be released back into the wild. <clears throat> but two of them have gone down to the Little Falls Zoo. Oh, yeah. And there's okay. a little um, plaque next to their cages that say that, you know, they're permanently going to be there. Um, I know they had some other otters that joined them and where their initial otters came from, I don't know. Okay. But so there are sometimes when that's the case, the trumpeter swans in the past have been able to go to a breeding program in Iowa. Okay. And so sometimes they get to go for a ride. You know, somebody puts them in the car and <laughs> sure. away they go. And, you know, we've had other times when there's been loons that have gotten airplane rides. And wow. to get them down, you know, so you can't get them rehabbed before the ice uh, is on the lakes here. And so sometimes yeah. they've gone that way. So there's a variety of ways that critters get back into the wild. You've probably heard the story from Penny about Bill the Pelican. It's a couple years ago. Bill was injured and we rehabbed him and took him out and released him in a lake and he didn't want to go south when oh, the rest of the pelicans goodness. were going south so he stayed the pelicans uh, sw- uh, flock would fly in and they'd swim with him and eat their fish and <laughs> and then they'd leave and he'd say bye-bye <laughs> i'm just gonna stay here <laughs> yeah. I like it here. so eventually what happened is bill got a ri- free ride in, in an airplane down to florida isn't that funny. something yeah yeah 
Wow. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, in the past, uh, I know some of the bigger raptors like these eagles, you would have to take down to the raptor center. And now you have this beautiful building that was built in the last few years. It's amazing. It's amazing. We took quite a few years raising enough money to build. It's called Flight Pen. It's not really a pen. It's a big building. Do you remember how how big it is? I don't remember the details on it, but it's significantly long attached to kind of like the original structure of, of say, a pole barn. Mm -hmm. And it allows the raptors to be flowing in that area to make sure that they are able to be Strong released. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And it's really the only exciting valuable. part about that is when it's time to release an eagle. How do you catch it when it's in that flight pad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never really thought about that. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, this is it's really interesting. Dr. Debbie is absolutely fearless. And she Uh-oh. will go in there and she'll walk around and, and get them to fly. And when they fly by, she will reach up and grab them out of the air. Oh, my gravy. It's just amazing to watch that. Man. Like, look out for the talons. Yeah. Look out for the beak. (laughs) That's fascinating. Occasionally we have some times when people are, because we are not a zoo, we can't have folks come in and visit with the critters. The intention, of course, is always to have these wild animals return to the wild. And that does mean that we are limited in not being able to have people just come to visit our facility. But there are times when um, people are, able to see some of the raptors be released. And one of those was just recently we were at um, Ripple River um, Art Gallery does a fall presentation every year where they do some of their works of art. And then they also have Wild and Free have a booth there and be able to talk about um, the critters. And if there are any um, raptors to be released, people put their name in the hat, draw it out, and some one, two, three, however many raptors are ready to go, get to be released by that person. And Jim is the one that always takes the photos for that. Oh, yes, we've seen a few that are amazing. Yes, and so that's something that... That's so exciting for those people. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine. This yeah. year we had uh, a great horned owl and a broad-winged hawk. Neat. And see that great horned owl, and this, and this lady was like, oh, I don't know if I want to hold that thing or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But she did. She got a hold of it, and it flapped a little bit, and her eyes got big, but it settled down, and she threw it up in the air, and away it went. It was just, it's just wow. so much fun. Yeah. It I is, can imagine. And it's I bet really she's not of, saying, oh, darn, I wish I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> and it's great. really amazing. I mean, it's a very emotional th- yeah, thing to have seen a critter that was injured, is rehabbed, and now the whole purpose is to get it back into the wild. So yeah. that's an awesome an awesome um, event to be part of. Right. Yeah, yeah. Now, speaking of events, isn't there an event that you guys will be at for a fundraiser? Yeah, on Saturday we're going to be at Rutgers for the Oktoberfest, and we have a booth, and at the booth we'd be happy to tell you about our organization, um, give you information about becoming a member or a volunteer, and we also have merchandise for sale. So if you want to know a little bit more about Wild and Free, um, that's a great place to come and chat with folks who are actually involved with the organization on kind of a one-to-one basis. And then, of course, we're always looking for volunteers. The main time for volunteers is in the spring when the feeding begins, and there is training provided. And so um, if if you're thinking about it and thinking, wow, that's something I'd like to do, an opportunity to uh, feed critters, be up kind of up close and personal. There's a a training session to go through. You work with other people who are experienced. And you can um, check with us. There's a volunteer application online on our website. And the website okay. is www.wildandfree.org. All written out in words. Correct. Okay. Correct. No spaces. No spaces. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, we also have a Facebook page, yes. which is Wild and Free Garrison. 
and and that Facebook page gives you a lot of very up-to-date information yeah. on what kind of critters have been in and out. So if somebody's thinking about, w- is this something that would kind of speak to me, they can look at past um, critters that were mm-hmm. released and see if that's something that they would be interested sure. in. Yeah. Wow. Talk a little bit more about memberships, too, because that's an easy way to support the organization. It's a very reasonable um, <laughs> membership. It would be $20 for individual, um, $30 for family, and we also have $50 for business, or lifetime membership is $300. And so with that, you get quarterly newsletters, find out what's kind of um, coming up with us, Mm -hmm. and you have the warm feeling of knowing that you have supported a great local organization. Yes. Talk and about supporting this this thing about adopt an animal. That's yes. one of my favorite favorite things that Wild and Free does. And, and Becky mentioned that uh, someone had adopted a, a critter for her. And, and, and the way that works is they will say, okay, we're going to adopt this eagle for Becky. And they pay whatever it cost is. It's $100. 100 bucks, And for the 100 bucks, they get a framed 8 by 10 of the actual critter that's being adopted and a certificate with their names on it and who the critter was adopted for. And then the person they adopted for also gets that same thing. Oh, it's really a nice program. Well, yeah. I was going to say something for kids, you know, that might be a good gift to give to a child. You know, show them how to give back. And right. then, you know, they get right. this, not physically get the animal, but, you right. know, just that knowing. That's yeah. yeah, and absolutely. I think we're maybe sometimes looking for things to um, to to have for like Christmas presents that are mm-hmm. unique and not always but occasionally there's a time when the animal that's being released is able to be released where the person could be mm-hmm. there also and so if that is a possibility you know that would happen too but that doesn't We did that recently time. and it was in the paper uh, in, mm-hmm. in the Brainerd Dispatch uh, a pair of bald eagles Yeah, and they found them apparently they'd been injured or got in a fight with somebody or they were on the ground and they brought them over and we took care of them and took them back to their place to and, be released and they actually got to do the release the man, man and the woman would be cool yeah. Oh, wow. yeah all right um i know from time to time too you uh need things if you will uh we've heard about even the great acorn donation of a few <laughs> years ago um is there anything that you specifically need right now well, the kind of things that we can use, first of all, I want to thank all the people who donated acorns to us this fall because obviously with seven bears, we had a lot of hungry yeah. bears. Yeah. And they are going to sleep now. We're good mm-hmm. on you know, the acorns um, that we needed, so we thank everybody for um, getting that for us. But we can also use big containers of pine saw. Um, we need a couple of large-sized pitchforks. We need some bleach. And if anybody's got these hanging around someplace, we're looking for those little, I think they're usually blue, kitty pools. Mm-hmm. Okay, oh, we yeah. need those, and they just kind of disappeared in stores all of this last year, and we yeah. were not able to get more, and we need those. And so if somebody's got one and they're thinking maybe I'll put it on the garage sale or something, even if it's used as long as it has no holes in it, yeah. we could use those, or if the people would kind of keep their eye open for that. And then... Um, we also need tarps, basically, of any size. Um, and, of course, we want them in good condition, yes. if they're not new, at least, that they don't have any you know, holes or anything in them. Mm-hmm. And um, always um, tall kitchen garbage bags. We go through a lot of those. Okay. So those Paper are. towels and that kind of thing, too. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Correct. Yeah. Those are always ongoing. And postage stamps, because oh, yes. we mail yeah. out our newsletter. Yeah. You know, some people choose to get it um, through um, an e-newsletter, but um, otherwise we need to mail them out. And, of course, always volunteers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. 
Now, you said if we signed up on the website as a volunteer, we'll be, uh, you will let us know about the training sessions coming up in the spring. Correct. Are there actual volunteer opportunities right now? You know, I would suspect, and I think the thing to do would be to go ahead and send an info at wildandfree.org. You can find that on the web page also, because I don't know specifically what they need. You know, sometimes we need um, to clean the building. Yeah. We need to move wood chips around. And so I can't say, yes, there is or no, there isn't, but going ahead and, and contacting the um, web page mm-hmm. and going through there would be the best way. There's always Otherwise, a need always a need for feeders. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, we're getting yeah. you know, the critters gotta be fed a couple times a day. Yeah. And it's hard to get people who can be there every day. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then our telephone number for um, Wild and Free is three two zero six nine two four one eight zero and that will connect you with the Garrison Animal Hospital because Wild and Free is based out of the Animal Hospital, and so therefore those folks could answer that question for you also. So okay. that's 320-692-4180. Beautiful. All right, and I know in the past you've also had a couple of volunteers that uh, put on, uh, if you will, a little program about Wild and Free for service groups, classrooms, so on. Is that still happening? It is. Bob and Shar Robel are magnificent presenters. They do such a great job. Uh, we we just attended one of their presentations recently, and, and they've been doing this for a lot of years. So they're good at it. They're <laughs> really good at it. And they've got all the pictures, slides, and the, they take the slide projector and the screen with them when they go. And, and they, what is it, run about a half hour, 45 minutes? I think they can tailor it to your group, so I think yeah. they can do yeah. a shorter one if you have you know a, a lesser amount of time. And sometimes people, lakes associations, are maybe going to be planning what they're going to be doing in the spring. That's also a really good spot to be able to mm-hmm. have these folks because – that's the thing where you're out and about is when you run across maybe a loon that has an issue or this or that that has an issue. And that's another thing I would always encourage people is if they don't know whether they should do something with a wild animal, call wild and free and find out from them, yes, this is a time that you should intervene. No, this is a time that you should not, you know, or is it a watch and see, you know, go away, come back, that kind of thing. And so I personally, we have had a lot of um, times that we have had contact with critters and it's like what to do i'm so grateful there's somebody to call and say should we do something or shouldn't we do something you know yeah Yeah. good good information well very good uh it sounds like a a wealth of good information is right there on the website wild and free all spelled out dot org and follow them on facebook it's fun it is (laughs) fun fun. isn't it yes and then come and see us at oktoberfest come and get some merchandise we got new hats and sweatshirts and t-shirts and we oh my okay And is that Saturday and Sunday or just Saturday? When just, I, you I know? think it's Saturday. just Saturday. Just Saturday. Yes. Saturday. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very yes. good. All right. Well, folks, thanks for being here today to talk about Wild and Free, and thanks for what you're doing for all the wild critters. Thanks for having us, Ken. We always enjoy it. Thank you both. We appreciate you guys having us. Thank you, Ken and Tess. All right. Jim Lee and Becky Miller, they are volunteers extraordinaire with <laughs> Wild and Free. And Again, find out more at wildandfree.org. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. We remind you that our Community Focus programs can be found anytime on our website. Go to 1067wjjy.com. You can also listen through our free downloadable app powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.